So, we have another mass shooting. I can't say I'm surprised. They appear with alarming regularity now. Everybody's already moved into thoughts and prayers mode. Congress is getting ready to do nothing. That's just the way things work these days. Ever since the Columbine massacre in 1999, we've seen a large number of mass shootings. The most horrific, of course, take place in schools, but that's only because of the victims, not necessarily because of the body count or because of the perpetrator. For the past 15 years, Congress has actually done nothing about gun safety. They've certainly done nothing to take assault weapons off the market once they were put back on. And that's an interesting term, assault weapon. It's a euphemism because while assault is an, a violent thing, these are actually weapons of war. The AR-15 is almost as old as, old as I am, and a version of it, the M16, was used for a long time and still is used by the American military. It is a finely crafted killing machine. It's intended to kill. It's intended to maim. It's supposed to hurt people. And it's supposed to do so in very large numbers. The AR-15 is semi-automatic, which means that each time you pull the trigger, it fires and reloads. And you can shoot 45 cartridges and expel 45 bullets out the barrel within one minute. It's not automatic. You have to have either a modified version of it or a bump stock in order for it to fire as an automatic weapon, essentially a machine gun. That's what the M16 does. Although I often wondered why that would be useful, particularly when a magazine only holds about 45 or 30 cartridges. Because the rate of fire is so fast, it would just take a few seconds to go through all of those. But I guess if the enemy guys are charging up the hill at you, what you want to do is be able to inflict as much pain and suffering on them in the shortest space of time as possible. Because that's the nature of war. War is meant to hurt people. War is meant to break things. General Schwarzkopf used that expression at the end of the first Gulf War. And it's a euphemism too, because the awful ugliness of war is something we really don't want to talk about. It's not something that is part of our everyday consciousness. You see, an AR-15 fires a bullet at more than, or almost, three times the speed of sound, Mach 3. That's over 2,000 miles an hour at sea level. What it does is it creates a shock wave, so that while the bullet penetrates the body about the same size and diameter as the bullet, the shock wave creates an enormous force inside the body creating a temporary cavity, pushing all the soft tissue, the blood vessels, the muscles, the vital organs out of the way. And then when that cavity collapses, that's what produces the destruction of a human being or any other thing that it happens to hit. And that's the nature of warfare, is to hurt as many people as possible, to hurt more of them on the other side than they hurt of you. War is a process to inflict pain and suffering in greater measure than the enemy can inflict upon you in order for them to give up. That is the deadly calculus of warfare. The question in my mind is, who are we at war with in our streets, in our schools, that we will allow people to carry such destructive power? To be able to turn a human being into a mass of, of bloody goo in a fraction of a second, and to be able to do so again and again and again within the space of a minute. What war are we fighting? Who is this enemy that we're trying to destroy? 
These are unanswerable questions because there are questions that we don't really want to face and ones that we really can't get our mind around in order to be able to understand them, embrace them, and then do something about it. And there are significant reasons why. Some of these are cultural. Oh, Americans have always had a love affair with guns. Actually, no. Um, it was World War II that started a little piece of this. And then the gun industry recognized that they could make a lot of money. And so they started funding the NRA in order to push forward the notion that everybody should be armed to the teeth. But it's only been in the past 30 years that the notion of an assault weapon, and particularly the last 10 years after the assault weapon ban expired, that the AR-15 and similar weapons have become more popular and the demand has grown. It's grown so much that across the United States there are almost as many firearms as there are people. There's something in the order of 330 firearms in a country of 300, 330 million firearms in a country of 315 million people. But when you look at who has these weapons, what you find is that it's actually an almost insignificant minority who own half of the weapons, the firearms, in the United States. 3% of the American population own half of the guns. 3% of the American population own half of all of our guns. We're going to let that sink in for a second. Why would anyone need that much armament? Is it for personal security? Is it for the protection of property? One has to ask, what is the role of the police then, of the sheriff's department, that someone would, need, would feel the need to arm themselves with such destructive power? And what about this 3%? What do they need with 165 million firearms? In fact, of the 3%, they own somewhere between 8 to 140 guns each. We have to ask, what has Congress done to prevent gun violence? In the most recent year where data is available, 21,386 people died by their own hand, suicide, by guns. Congress, Congress's actions? Zero. About the same time, there were 11,208 homicides by guns. Congressional action? Zero. In 2017, there were 345 mass shootings. Congressional action? Zero. Why do congressional leaders let this happen? Some people think it's the NRA and it's the 3% of crazy gun people. And while there's truth in that, there's a deeper set of reasoning. I won't go into the cultural side of this because of the whole love affair with guns, the sense of power, the emotional fulfillment, and compensation for other sorts of defects and powerlessness. Now, a lot of it is because there's an underlying greed on the part of gun manufacturers. Oh, wealthy gun manufacturers. But they aren't the only ones, because there are other people who are trying to do similar kinds of things, whether it's roll back environmental protections, whether it is to defund uh, social welfare organizations, whether it is to cut taxes on rich people and have poor people pay more. Whatever the actions that the Republicans have been trying to do for the 10 years and have started doing within the past one year, has always been with the idea that they want to enable and enrich people who were already rich. Guns are no different. Gun manufacturers are quite comfortable, thank you. Do they need to sell AR-15s by the millions? Not really. 
Granted, they want to have their businesses open, but they don't want any consequences for their actions. The same for the fossil fuel companies that spew carbon into our atmosphere and help cook the planet. The same for the financial services industry who wants relief from burdensome regulations so that they can charge a thousand percent interest on an annual basis in payday loan companies. All of these have a constant theme running through them, and that is, I am going to grab as much as I can, I am going to get mine, and it doesn't matter what the consequence is, it doesn't matter who gets hurt, and I'm going to work very hard in order to be able to make sure I have no legal or social responsibility for what I do. My purpose is to grab as much as I can, and it doesn't matter who gets hurt. Maybe this is a different kind of warfare that we have really not seen in a long time. It's a warfare that pits class against class, the armed against the defenseless, the crazy mass shooter against children. What is wrong with our society that we allow this to happen, and we do nothing to stop it, even though the solutions are obvious, they have been proposed many times, and they are supported by the vast majority of the American people? Why? Because those who have the power really have the power, and the rest of us are frankly unable to stop them.